In the beginning was the world. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? He's just right. You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. We're over here at Heartland Church in Cambodia. And today my guest is a young lady uh, who grew up in Queensland and uh, is now working with YWAM Cambodia. Her name's Jessica Neal. Welcome to History Makers, Jessica. Hi, thank you. Now, Jessica, uh, tell us about uh, your upbringing. Uh, you uh, grew up uh, as a part of a church youth group and everything? Yeah, I grew up in a church. My family all believes in Jesus and I grew up very close to my church family. I grew up going to Sunday school and then going to youth group. My parents helped run the youth group at my local church. So you're a normal Aussie girl going to, you know, getting homeschooled, growing up in, you know, out Toowoomba way. And here you are in one of the poorest countries of the world, reaching out to people in Cambodia. What made you come over here? I have to say it was very much God. Like, in my mind, I had no desire to come here, but God just totally changed my heart and just spoke to me really clearly that this is where he wanted me to come. And ever since I came here, like, God's just been confirming that and speaking to me more and more about, like, his plan for me and and just, yeah, his call for my life here. Now, some people might uh, hear the rooster crowing in the background and the crickets and, you know, we're out here pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Uh, this church called Heartland Church, which was started by Andrew Cook, uh, an Aussie guy who had a vision to reach Cambodia. Some people might not understand the, the background of Cambodia. There, there was quite a... Uh, a tough time this country went through. Do you want to tell us what, what you know about that? Well, I think the history of Cambodia is, is not very known. Um, but in the in the 70s, they went through a very difficult civil war um, between the, the communists and the, and the people of the nation. And it was like, um, I think within four years, I think about a third of the nation got killed. And it was just a civil war between two kinds of people, basically, where all the rich people, the educated people, and um, most city people were killed um, because they were trying to get to a place of pure Khmer heritage again where everyone would be rice farmers and everyone would um, be equal. And it was just a bad situation of, I guess it was a holocaust here in, in Cambodia and it was a horrible thing for this country to go through and they're still seeing the effects of it today. So the uh, the dictator that some name some people may recognise the name was a guy by the name of Pol Pot, and he was the leader of the Khmer Rouge. Uh, tell us a little bit about Pol Pot and and why, you know, what's the background of this guy? What do, what do you know about him? I don't know a lot, but um, I hear that most of the Khmer Rouge were, were just young guys who grew up in the country, little education, and they just you know, believed what they were told, and just they just followed what their leader told them and didn't really realise the effects of what they were doing. But they, they impacted their nation in in a pretty horrific way. I think 42% of Cambodia is under 15. Uh, I think the infant mortality rate is 1 in 8. Um, it's really impacted this culture here because really all, all the intelligent people of a generation were wiped out because Pol Pot was worried that anyone would rise up against him. So I think basically what happened was the Khmer Rouge went into Phnom Penh, said that the Americans were going to bomb, yeah. and sent them all out of the city. 
and uh, they had what's called the killing fields. Have you seen the effects of that? Like I've I've seen a couple of people, you know, missing limbs and missing an eye. Have you, have you seen the effects of that in the people that you've been moving amongst here at Cambodia? It's definitely um, in the older generation. There is a, like an inner hurt that all and struggle they all going through in their hearts. It's it's not that hard if you just ask them their story to get told about about how like most all of their family is dead and about how during the Khmer Rouge time they they had a really hard struggle. Um, there was a lot of people missing limbs from landmines and different kinds of um, physical ailments. <laughs> That's the word, forgetting my English. Um, but yeah, there's definitely um, like a spiritual burden still in in this in this country today. Now, for me, I've only been here for a week. Uh, you've been here for two years now, and uh, I know that you're excited to meet some Aussies because you don't get to speak English much anymore. You're just speaking in the Khmer language all the time. Um, tell us uh, about the harvest field over here. Like, I've only been here for a week. I've probably seen over 30 people become Christians. I've seen people healed of sicknesses. I've seen 10 people baptized. Uh, you know, you go door-to-door preaching, and, and people welcome you in. They, they want to hear about what you've got to share. Tell us about... Why do you think people are so open to the gospel here? Yeah, people are very open to the gospel here. Um, if you just go and you can talk to them, they're very hospitable people. And so they're always welcome into their house and to come and just talk to them and share with them. But I think the harvest is so ripe here because there hasn't been genera- like not because there hasn't been generations of, of people telling them, but just simply because they've never heard. I find it very, very common when I go evangelizing, go, go talking and sharing with people that they just have never heard who Jesus is before. They don't know. Um, and so it's all very new. They want to know. They want to know how they can be saved from, from their past and live a good life. Now, um, one of the previous history makers that I've interviewed was uh, Steve Chocolanti. He wrote the book From Buddha to Jesus. And uh, we had a lot of feedback after those interviews. And I know you've just been reading that book. I think it's 98% or 95% of Cambodia are Buddhist. Mm. And uh, in that book, it actually talks about a prophecy that um, Buddha actually gave about Jesus. Do you want to share about that? I just think that's the most exciting thing. (laughs) Yeah, um, before Buddha died, there was a prophecy that he said um, that somebody was going to come after him who who he told his people to follow and this man he was going to have holes in his hands and in his feet and he said that he was going to be like a, a very good man he was going to die like at the end of his life it would be a kind of death or something so it was a prophecy that was very yeah, so close to yeah what happened just like hands and feet side you can't get any closer than that now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You've shared with me a couple of stories of, of you know, amazing testimonies of people who have come to Christ. Like I know your YWAM team, a couple of them actually became Christians when they started the YWAM course. <laughs> Tell us about some of those stories. Um, like is there one that springs to mind of, of someone who's um, heard the gospel and responded over here? I have a story of one of our friends. Um, she came to study English with us. And through studying English, she came to know Christ and then Shortly after she started um, studying with us in her discipleship training school, um, and then when she finished her course, she came on staff, started to work with YWAM, and one day she went to, to a military hospital up in Badambong, and she was praying for this man who, he was so sick he couldn't get out of bed, 
and he was just laying there and he he just gotten back from the doctors that said he had TB and he was very sick he had AIDS he had TB he had everything and she was talking to him and sharing the gospel with him and he was really like excited about it and he he wanted to believe um and so she prayed for him to get healing from his sickness and then she went home and about 3 days later she came back and he just ran up to her he was he was so much better in his in his physical um body he was just so much better and he came up to her and he said he said I've been healed I've been healed I don't have TB the doctors came they they checked me out they said I don't have TB anymore and he's he said I believe in Jesus I believe in Jesus and he believed so strongly he said to her I believe I don't have AIDS anymore and he went around and he started to pray for other people in the, in the hospital and share with them about who Jesus was and he was healing other people days after he was saved through through Jesus in him and it was just an absolute miracle he, you could see God working because he got healed and then he was going out there and he was sharing the word well you just get tingles up your spine when you hear a story like that and you think you know this message has to get out there to this country and obviously God has called you uh, you've been here for 2 years and I know you're probably going to head back to Australia at some stage but I, I don't think we'll be able to keep you over there. I think I think you, you're going to be over here. Uh, you've learnt the language well. Um, there might be Aussies listening that are thinking, you know, maybe I should go and do a trip to Cambodia. Maybe I should get out of my comfort zone and do something for God. Speak to those Aussies now, as this guy's herding his cows in front of us over here. <laughs> Speak to those Aussies now and tell them to step out of their comfort zone. <laughs> I just believe it's such an important thing for all of us to to see the world and to see our culture through like through a different perspective and that's something you can really do by getting out of out of our nation or um by doing some kind of work work for God and I mean it doesn't matter who who you go with what you do but it's so important and God can use you in such mighty ways and you know the world the world needs so much we don't really understand in Australia how how good it is, um, but there's so much there's so much we can do. There's so much we as Christians, and because of because we are Christians, or be, because of our heritage, we know and we we have good foundations in our lives. But there's so many people that that don't have that, and there's just so much we can give and I just want to challenge everyone that yeah maybe it seems like it's hard like maybe we don't have enough money or we see like it's a really big thing to go outside of our country maybe you're scared but you know we you receive so much more than you give here because you just get to see God work in amazing ways and see that that he is alive and he is still working here. And for people who are listening that are thinking you know I want to hear this good news that this Jessica has left Australia to go to Cambodia to share, you know, and they mightn't have heard the gospel, they might understand what it's all about. Do you just want to share the good news with our listeners? I would say the good news is is that there is a God and that he, he cares about us. He cares about us and he understands that we as people, we're imperfect, that we can't save ourselves. Um, and then he made the decision to come and save us. And so he came down to earth and he he made the way because we as people couldn't do it. And then he came down and he took our hand and he shows us the way to get there. And yeah, I just believe that that God is speaking to you right now because he, he is a God who speaks and he is a God who is alive 
and I just pray that that you'll hear hear him and his voice will yeah will just come to you. I know. I've spent a week over here with this team from YWAM. There's about eight of them, young people, all about 20 or in their late teens. I've seen the fruit of their lives. They are so passionate. I get up early in the morning. They're already up reading their Bibles and sweeping the floors here. And They've been out traveling to this island that has probably never heard the gospel before. Uh, I know that this team is the real deal. They don't just talk the talk. They walk the walk. And uh, I would encourage anyone listening now to uh, respond uh, to this good news. Um, of course, you can go to our website, historymakersradio.com, and uh, there you'll find also a link uh, to YWAM. If you'd like to find out more about YWAM, which stands for Youth with a Mission, uh, you might be inspired to uh, head overseas or even in Australia, go and be involved with YWAM. Or maybe if you'd like to make a donation to them, uh, I know they have an awesome ministry. Uh, just go to the website, historymakersradio.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Jess, I reckon uh, you are a history maker, and I'm excited about how God's going to use you in the future. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. History Makers.